This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Inside Carolina Live, appreciate you guys joining us. I'm fired up for the show today, man. Uh, Shaq has brought the coffee and the energy, so appreciate uh, Shaquille Rashad being here with us today. So we've got a a large human uh, hobbling his way into uh, into the the studio right now. I'm, I'm glad to see him. I, I, I hate that he's hobbling. Uh, Landon Turner just just darkened our doorway and is is gonna is gonna sit down and join us for the second half of the show. In time for the uh, the discussion about basketball. Yeah, Lan, oh. is there anything you want to share with the people? Wow, what a poignant <laughs> on <topic>. the spot. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I uh, let me get into this thing. Here we go. Here we go. Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. We made it. Um, first, before anything, this is not right behind Aloff. I got bad directions from Shaq, but we'll talk about that <laughs> later. Um, basketball, great topic. Uh, <laughs> I learned. You know, I, I played. I did inside. Inside run with Shaq for four years, hit my head several times. Nothing brought me lower than pick up basketball. Um, ruptured my patella in January. It's the most dangerous sport. Couldn't you just sprain something? You. No, you got to go rupture no. a patellar tendon. Well, we, we don't do half measures. God. <laughs> Wanted to get the full experience. Land, you know Landon I mean? Turner, the man played in the NFL, was uh, was also um, team captain on the the twenty fifteen. ACC uh, Coastal Division champions and decides, nah, the thing that's going to injure me the most is, is is hooping with my friends. I'm telling you, the most dangerous sport is pickup basketball. <laughs> I believe that now. <laughs> I, I, I used to be a doubter. <laughs> well, I, I, I told uh, I told Shaq during the break, I wasn't going to be that guy texting you say, hey, why haven't I seen you at the gym? But now I know why. Yeah, yeah. that's that would be why. Not a whole lot of working out going on when you've got a robo leg. No, no, no <laughs> certainly um, not. So Landon Turner joins us. Uh, Landon, look, we, we were talking about about the NCAA and just how different the transfer portal is is making basketball teams now. It's allowing teams to kind of fix their their gaps and and improve their situations immediately. That 
is not just limited to basketball. Um, I think one of the things that that we saw last year is that Sargo football team went out after the season and found guys to do better what they weren't good at last year. I mean, we're talking about they brought in a slot receiver in uh, Nate McCollum to to play the Josh Downs role. They got Amari Gaynor to play the the edge rusher. Um, and I know you as a former tackle can appreciate that. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> high, school, high school tackle. Yeah, yeah. having an edge rusher. You put me out there, it's probably something that was very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, having an edge rusher come in, and they, they found some help in the back four. Um, how do you feel like this this portal can – I don't know. Do you feel like from from both you and Shaq being locker room guys in the past, do you think you can assimilate these guys to the program? Or is it one of those things that since they're upperclassmen – it's easier for them to come in and, and, and find their roles. Well, that's a good question. I mean, it might be, it could be both. Um, like I feel in the lock, like in the locker room, like the camaraderie can still like be there. Well, it's a still a similar experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're still in that room with guys that like chose to be in Chapel Hill. Um, so it was, it was, I don't think there's gonna be an issue. Like, assimilating or anything like that. I just think it's just, I think it's a culture, like a general football culture. And then you just mix that with, they came to the greatest place on earth to play. Dudes came in to win. So so your point is if they came to win, it's a business decision. They're going to be able to. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I see like no resistance even um, like trying to pull the words for it. It's like, it just is. I think it also depends on your leaders that are there. Like by all accounts, it sounds like you know uh, Cedric Gray, very hard worker. Drake May, very hard worker. Mm-hmm. If you get guys that are transferring in, um, and, and they're willing to work, and they come in, and they because when you have two of your best players on the team are guys that are hard workers and disciplined guys. If someone comes in and they're a senior or older player, um, and they they kind of keep that status, they're still working their butts off, they're still getting along with the guys. Then yeah, I think it's really easy to, to weave them right into the mix. I think where people have problems is if somebody shows up thinking they're the greatest thing since sliced bread, they're not willing to work. <laughs> like that's where you have an issue. But you know these these guys all want to win. Like Lana was saying, they all chose to be in Chapel Hill, so they want to do it together. So we were talking about spring ball, and UNC is doing something they didn't do a lot when you guys were here about just having open spring practices. We're allowing people to come in and see. Granted, we know they're doing a lot of thud; they're not doing a whole lot of you know a whole lot of actual game type reps. But uh, the staff has new coaches in, Landon, and and I want to ask you and I, Shaq, I want your opinion too. What do players do differently when you know you've got new coaches? Whether it's a position coach, or as we talked about earlier, the Tar Heels have added two. Uh, NFL analyst to the staff now. How much does that change your prep? How much does that change how you show up in the in the, the position room? How much does that change just your approach in a spring practice when you've got some new guys with whistles and clipboards standing around? Hmm. Do you want to take this first? Yeah, sorry. I can roll. I'm, okay. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. I, I think I think you see a lot of players with a fresh start start to really like just renewed energy. Like I remember. If you whether it was at a position or you get a new coordinator and it's the whole entire defense now, but when there's someone new that you get to make a first impression on, you would see guys that maybe came in as a freshman at 17, 18 years old and didn't get off to a great start and, and weren't seeing eye to eye with people, and then boom, junior year comes around, they get a fresh start, and they're a whole new person immediately. Um, they're working hard on the field. They're getting things right in the classroom. They're staying out of trouble. You see stuff like that happen all the time. And so like, I wouldn't be surprised if at these groups where we have new people coming in, you see a new name pop up, and it's somebody that's it's really, really, um, like just maybe been buried in the depth chart of some before, but maybe they're you know this this fresh start is exactly what they needed. I know we had it plenty. Like I yeah. can think about teams that we played on where a guy was a really, really 
valuable contributor to us where the year before it was like, is he going to be here in six months? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, just, there's, there's something to the to the fresh start thing because um, everybody's got, like, the level playing field and, the, like, everybody can refill. Like, all the stuff that from last season doesn't matter anymore. Right. Like, it, it, should, it might as well not even exist. Um, I know that was the case for us in, like, from 2014 to 2015. Um, we, had, we were six and seven or something like that. It was brutal. Um, went to the quick lane ball. Which I was, was going to ask, was that the the, the Rutgers loss? Yeah, Shout out Rutgers Detroit. loss. Yeah, um, just <laughs> really, <laughs> just to really end it on a, on like a proper note. You know, we got to lose in Detroit. Um, <laughs> Not only do you get to go to Detroit, yeah. you get to go to Detroit and lose. Congratulations, yeah. guys. But the point being is like that that didn't matter when we came in. You know, new class of seniors, new new year. We just you know you shrug it off, and you can do that much easier when it's like a. New coach, new like like Shaq was saying. Well, hang on, hang on, let's let's stay there. So, and again, not trying to like pour salt and rip scabs off of old wounds, but when you have a bad end of the season like you guys did in Detroit, and like this team just did against Oregon, how much does it actually motivate the older guys in the room? Like, is that is that the type of thing that you know coaches are going to say? You know, coaches yeah. are going to say, you know, if we'd had one more fifteen yard game, we could have beaten Oregon. Do the players actually internalize that? And if so, what does it sound like? Short answer. Short answer is yeah. I think they internalize it, but not in the sense of like we got to be. I think you you care, you know. And especially as you get older, it's like I my my shot is getting thinner and thinner, and I don't have much time left. So what am I? What am I going to leave? You right. know. Um, does that? It doesn't mean. Doesn't necessarily mean we're going to go eleven and three. Right. But it definitely means that like I need to do everything I can so that. I can look back and say I did what I could uh, and gave this program what I could to, like, leave on a good note, you know. And I think that's why senior leadership is so important. Um, I can specifically remember going into spring practices that 2015 season and having some of the older guys. Like, sure, it was we had a lot of great younger players making plays that season. But it was the older guys in the spring that were saying, you know, after a bad day of practice, guys, we're not doing that again. Like, we just came from Detroit. Right. We're not going yeah. back. Yeah. We're not doing that again. Fresh in the and mind. so, yeah, there's that kind of mix of you need those seniors, those older guys um, to step up because they have the memories. They remember what it was like when you stunk in 14 and in 13. Like, they remember those things. And then you mix that in with the talent that you start to bring in from the recruiting is where you start to get a dangerous mixture. Uh, so we talked earlier about UNC adding these NFL analysts, and, and both of you guys play in the league a little bit. Shaq gave us a little bit of insight, but but for you, does that if you've got aspirations of playing the NFL, does it matter to have those types of guys talking to you? Do you automatically think that hey, this guy knows what the hell he's talking about? He's coached, uh, you know, the uh, a who's who of a future Hall of Famers, like do. Do you, as a, as a 20 or 21 year old that has aspirations of the NFL, can you actually grasp that? Is that something you kind of <laughs> that you kind of actually can can go talk to? Shaq says he did. Shaq said he you know he he basically would have you know kind of moved into their office and you know washed their car and all that good stuff just to to make sure he was talking to the right people. But but yeah. you know we also know Shaq's an overachiever. Like, what yeah. about you? Was that uh, is that the type of thing well, you would have grasped at that age? One, I buy that. Hundred percent, <laughs> no question. Um, yeah, and I like. Yes. Yeah, I think you do. That's something you do understand because um, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It, it, at the bare minimum, just yeah. doesn't hurt to have yeah. someone who has that experience because you have those aspirations, you know, and uh, they're available to you. And, and knowing coaches, most if not all coaches, like, are there to, like, coach and help, right? So, like, they're, yeah. they're going to be probably even over eager to, right. like, 
give you wisdom on like what you should do, how should how should you approach preparation, how should you approach like mentally, physically. Like it's it's a great resource. Um, it's a great resource to have, and and I a thousand percent believe that twenty twenty one year old me and if most like if not all of us would would internalize it and be like yeah I gotta like you want anybody who's like reached like four or five years of like college football they like want they, it's at least crossed their mind right and they like want to pursue that and they'll have a conversation I mean it's, especially when you're thinking about you know Clyde Christensen that dude is a volunteer. Uh, offensive analyst, like he's he might just be here for the coffee, but he's he's got stories to share, and he's got if he's spending his time, like you said, he's going to want to put some of the stories or or give some insight and some help to some of these younger guys. Um, to give you guys a, a chance to have a little fun here, Shaq, I'll let you go first. Worst spring practice story, go. Um, see, as you'd imagine, um, we get an inside drill. So for anyone that's not familiar with it. They take all the receivers out. <laughs> you know, Landon's sitting right here, right? Oh, yeah. Are you doing this just because he's got a brace on his knee and no, now you get back at it? No. I'm so, nervous. I loved inside. I loved inside. That was the best part of practice because I couldn't cover to save my life anyway. So you take the, rec- <laughs> you take the receivers out of the way and I get excited. Who needs skill position yeah. players? <laughs> so they send away the receivers and, like, the starting quarterback. And then from there it's just, like, handoffs and they're just run plays back after one after another. My worst spring practice story ever as you'd imagine, that drill erupted into a lot of mm-hmm. rambunctious, you know, there were some scraps. Worst stories were always when you get involved with one and Landon's around. Like, that's not a guy you want to see. <laughs> he's in, by the way, he's admitted to being a bottom-of-the-pile guy. Like, he's absolutely admitted to being that guy before. When people start pushing and shoving, it's like, look around, find 78, and go somewhere else. <laughs> go somewhere else. You don't want to get embarrassed out there. Yeah. We did, yeah, there's a couple... There's a couple scraps, and you can you can leave you can leave names out of it to protect the innocent. That's fine. Oh yeah, no, we, I mean it was it's all like it's practice it's stuff. Fun and games. It's fun you laugh afterwards. You yeah, laugh afterwards. Laugh about it, yeah. You know, you know. There's sometimes the guys had to hold hands and run around the field. You know, that's that's happened before. A little kumbaya session. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like this is probably a terrible joke, but like I'm trying to remember my worst <laughs> spring practice, but like I had to do inside with Shaq, so like. It's hard to remember. Yeah, <laughs> certain certain parts of my memory. I was the guy yeah. that had to pull. He loved inside. I hated that drill. It right. was, it's like, all right, well, here comes a because he's usually clean, right? Here's, yeah. Well, yeah. here's my daily headache, right, from having to pull to block the mic. Like, I hate What's this up, guy. Buddy? Boom. Oh, that's great. Never do nothing. Yeah, it's like I mean, the, the, I, I was injured once. Like, it's hard to find a specific story like Jack. I was also a lot of scraps, you know, kind of, right. it's kind of a haze. Like, right. I know I don't, maybe not seem like it, but uh, we, we watched you. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, the camera was rolling, sir. Yeah. When I was, yeah. When I was at the saints, the trainers started calling me Muhammad Ali and I was like, maybe I should re-examine myself. <laughs> <laughs> what, got, where does all this coming from? Reassess things here. <laughs> I've got one for you here, Joey, that doesn't involve headaches or okay. forgetting anything. Like, we had a guy come to town by the name of Ryan Switzer. I remember him. The first time we never had, heard of him. Yeah, the first time I went into spring practice with him, like I was never in the um, on like the front line of punt. I, right. was a, I was a shield guy in the punt. Right. You know, just run into me. We have a little violence. Forget we jogged right. on the field. The people that were running down the field, I never want to be one of them because they're like, insane. They're insane. Yeah. And and some people say you know like the scariest place to be in a football game is like getting blindsided or, mm-hmm. or whatever this position. I hated being in open field because mm-hmm. being in open field is where you can get embarrassed. You're naked, bro. <laughs> you're, you're butt naked. That's yeah. that's very vulnerable. You're right. And so I'm I'm at guard on punt. We punt the ball. I, I 
the best I had ever done at getting off of a block and getting down the field. I'm looking, I'm like, I'm the first guy down the field. <laughs> like, this is great. This is going to look really good on film. And then I look up, and three's back there. I'm like, I don't want to be running down the field alone <laughs> against him. And so I, I just remember, like, slowing down to break down. I'm like, just come to balance, drag, like, hold on to him and just wait for everybody to get there. And I come to balance, and the next thing I knew, like, the band's playing. Like, we've got How'd <laughs> <laughs> he get in the end zone already? And so, uh, Joey, after that, I ended up backing the shield on punt. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's funny. You, you were doing the right things mentally. Like, all right, I'm going to simplify this. I'm going to break down. And as you're thinking about this, he's 50 yards up here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did no thinking. He just went and scored. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah. um. So... We're getting some good questions in here that I want to hit you guys with in the next segment. Um, before we move there, I, I want to ask Landon. I want to ask you this because I think it's it's very unique to your position. Um, this team lost some guys in the off season on the offensive line, and when you've got a prize pony back there like Drake May, who's a known commodity, you had that. You had a you had a known commodity coming in to your senior season at quarterback. And you guys knew, all right, we've got to find some gel. We've got to find some some common ground. We've got to get our ish together mm-hmm. if we want this offense to click. What does conversation sound like when you're, when you know, think about it. Because now you've got a, a guy or two that might be a transfer in. You've yeah. got a guy that's been on the two deep and hasn't had first team reps. What does conversation sound like? All right, so this might not be like the pop, like most popular thing or like the what you'd expect, but the guy like over not overthinking the conversation mm. is the conversation and this it might be more personal to me and just how i i operated but like whether it's whether it's a pony or a mule back there like <laughs> right. you still you still got a job to do you know and like you strip away all that veneer it's like that's my quarterback. Like that's mm. what those. If those conversations don't sound like that, then I'm worried. Right. Like, so it doesn't matter if he's good or bad. Yeah. You've still got to. That's yeah. your job. I don't care if it's Drake May or like me back <laughs> there. Like that's my quarterback. You know. And, like, All right. It's, it, those conversations are like building those relationships. You know, and like learning learning to like lean on each other. You know, spending time together. Um, and, and yeah, for for me, the focus is less on the like how important things are mm. and like how important just my job is and like where I fit. So that. it's 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 taking it on yourself and recognizing your own culpability and obligation. Yeah. Yeah. And just removing like the the trappings of like, oh I've got, you know, I've got maybe one of the best quarterbacks in right. US history behind me or like um, it could be so. Okay. Literally, it could be a trash can back there with the UNC jersey on. Your job is to block for that trash can. <laughs> Period. All right. Yeah, that's fair. And, and again, I think that that makes it easy for for folks to understand. Yeah. At least small brains like myself. All right, <sighs> let's take a break. We'll get right back. We'll do the IC takeover segment. Which guys, you're gonna love this. Where people ask us questions, and today it's gonna be y'all get to answer. Oh, oh wow. exciting! Um, so I'll try to field some of the good ones. We have got some good ones here in the chat. We've got some on the on the message boards. And if folks uh, listening on Twitter want to hit us up, feel free at Joey underscore Powell, at Inside Carolina, either one. Uh, we'll make sure we hit those. Take a break. Be right back. I see Takeover segment brought to you by Johnny T-Shirt. And remember, best question gets a $50 gift card to Johnny T-Shirt right there on Franklin Street. Get yourself some swag for the springtime. If you, like, need some new shorts to go over your, your newly acquired brace, <laughs> Johnny T- I, not, not that anybody here would, would fall in that category, but Johnny T-Shirt could probably accommodate. I get stronger every day. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> we'll be right back on Inside Carolina Live on 97 on the Hill, WCHL. This is Anthony Elsey, and you're listening to Inside Carolina Live. 
So, as you guys know, this is the IC Takeover segment where we take questions from you, the listener, the viewer, the people who are consuming our show today. And we appreciate you being here. Uh, I've got, um, this is by far the best level of talent we've ever had in the room. Um, <laughs> trying not to soil that myself. Uh, but uh, Shaquille Rashad, Landon Turner joining us. So if you've got questions for these guys, drop them in. We'll make sure we get to them. Best question gets $50 of cold, hard cash money to use at our friends from Johnny T-Shirt. If you have not been to Johnny T-Shirt lately, first off, I'm judging you a little bit. Uh, second off, what are you waiting on? I've said it a thousand times before. If you need UNC gear and Johnny T-Shirt doesn't have it, you don't need it. Shirts, <laughs> shorts, hats, uh, beanies, um, name brand coffee mugs. They've got it. If you want it with a UNC logo on it, Johnny T-Shirt is your stop. Inside Carolina Premium subscribers know you get an extra 10% off the top if you use the code found on the message boards. Fellas, how do you feel about some questions? Let's get into it. I'm excited. First things first. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can go back and find this one. Landon, what went into the I got your back mantra on that team? <laughs> oh, man. I think Shaq just soiled himself well, laughing. He, but uh, Here's the thing. For one, one thank you, because I'm going to get like four or five texts out of that at least. Um, <laughs> So thank you. Great so they, question. So they don't care Great how question. your knees doing. They, they want they want they want to comment about Listen, this. Yeah. My knees fine. <laughs> like I said, I'm getting stronger by the day. I'll be out here deadlifting with Shaq again in no time. Absolutely. Literally, when I, in the in like the we're on the way to the hospital. I was like, oh, we were supposed to work out the next morning. I was like, dang, mm. can't deadlift with Shaq tomorrow. Anyway, um, this is the first time anybody's actually been mad about not being able to deadlift. I'm telling you, well, we were, we were we'd been talking about it for like. While. I was like, oh, let's get back into it. We haven't done it. It was. Exciting. It was yeah. all a ploy to get out of leg day. Yeah, whatever. This entire break. So you're telling me you sabotaged his knee injury so that you wouldn't have to deadlift. No, I think yeah. he That's sabotaged what I heard, his And I'm going to so... send him my okay. medical bill. All right. Fair he, said he, he said he was good for it. Fair so. enough. All right. Um, anyway, go ahead, question. please. Your, question. I got your yes. back mantra. So that's funny because nothing went into it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Somebody put a mic in front uh, of you and said, hey, make a mantra? No, I mean, no. So we were at, it was Georgia Tech. It was a Georgia Tech game. You know, we had dropped the game against South Carolina. We we all knew, felt we shouldn't have. Uh huh. We were two weeks later. I think it was two weeks later. We're back in Atlanta, and it's not going well. Y'all we were down big. It was like, <laughs> yeah, we were down like nothing, 20, 21 or nothing at one yeah, point. We yeah, we were down big, right? And like, but we were all still like, we went in the locker room, and like, it was it didn't devolve into any type of like, you know, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I remember like Jeff and Shaq coming. So it was like, you got us. It was like I, we got you, right? And I, that if there if anything went into it like that like little exchange probably went into it, but when we we got back out there, I was like, I like looked at Buck. I remember I was like looking at Buck, and I just asked him, I was like, "You got my back," and then we just and then I just like said it again and then <laughs> again, so and then we just kept saying it, and it was like, "All right, well now, you know." So no, our listeners are hoping it. for like this prophetic, you know, just yeah. really deep, um, philosophic <laughs> from the, the the ethos of my life oh, story, right. and actually just came from you guys talking in the hey, locker room of a bad game. It, it came from necessity. That's you know, simple, that, man. It was it was pure. In fact, I think it's even more pure. It was just a pure of beauty the moment and thing that I got like no shirts or royalties out of, but that's okay. They're you still know? playing it at the at, still, at the stadium. I saw, I, yeah. You know. Hit me up. You got. They know where they can find me. I might talk to Bubba. We'll see. But there you go. I, I just. I. I. 
it was a really cool thing. And, and part of it, I think, if we want to, if we want to like peel back and get mm-hmm. just dig in a little, little bit, I think a lot of it came stemmed from the kind of attitude we had going into that mm. season. Like that was the most. You know, I, I loved everyone I've ever played with. I loved all the teams, you know, even the 2014 team that I played with at UNC because we, like, chose to be there. But that was probably the most, like, player-driven, like, we, mm. like, forget everything else. Yeah. Like, we're going to do it. We're going to handle our own jobs and do everything for the guy next to me, period. It showed, man. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, you, you talk about authenticity. It's That's not the type of thing that can be faked. Like, you can't manufacture that. And I think it does show up at the end of the day, and you guys saw – yeah, the results that you guys had on the field. Uh, next question, and I, I love this. This is from Sean Crowley. Sean is absolutely is dude is as loyal as as of a listener and a viewer of anybody I can think of. I mean, like literally, you know, kind of like a is Sean Crowley going to listen to the show today? Well, do bears poop in the woods? Like yeah. it's the same type of deal. <laughs> Sean says, "Ask the fellas, do you think these guys, meaning this team, need a Junction Boys type camp? Obviously, it wouldn't be." <laughs> But gotta go earn it type camp winners mentality all day long. Thank you. Now, and, and I will say, I think some of that is overblown. Mm. But there's also, and again, you guys from the hand in the dirt experience, I want you to speak to that because I think there is some of that that might be a little needed. We're gonna be a dichotomy in this. I think. <laughs> really? <laughs> Did you just call Shaq a defensive back? No, 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 no. Okay. no, no, no. All right. <laughs> No, I just I, I me and Shaq traditionally have had different <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> when it comes to to camp and approaches. Okay, like that. Uh, please drink water first of all. Yeah, like, yes. that's, that's the beautiful part about Junction yourself. Boys. Like, these guys are literally almost dying because yeah. of stupidity, not because of energy. <laughs> please yeah, hydrate yourself. Yeah, um, but there's like there's something to be said to like pinning your ears back uh, in like as much as I, I I did not like training camp. I don't think any. But he likes it. it. It always starts out fun, for sure. It is always fun. You're back in football. And then the end of the first night comes, and you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I got uh, I like 27 more to go. I immediately regret my decision. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's like there's something to be said to just like, you know, you get wall to, like, wall-to-wall ball, oh, yeah. as, mm-hmm. a, as, a, as a coach used to put all the time. And it's... You can really just like like maybe more immersive. Like we don't nobody needs to like have any like Herculean right. Hollywood. Well, are, are two a day are two a days overrated? Or do you feel like two a days have value? I, I think they're overrated. <laughs> See, I, I think that from a, the standpoint of like like there's a point of like diminishing returns where like you're doing way too much, but at the same time, that's and that's growth. that's physically. Character I think growth. mentally. There is no point when it comes to that. Like, you're talking to the guy that walks around in a shirt and hoodie that say, make football violent again. I would say, yeah. Like, let's get scrappy. Let's get all dirty. All of the concussions. Again. Yeah, all yeah. of it. You know, it's... it's, it's <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but, but no. This is why I ask you these questions, because I want the real Shaq to come out. Go ahead. Yeah. But I say all that to say, like, the reason that I think a hard, like, winter conditioning and an even harder training, all those things are important is because when you get to the season, everything's easy. Like, it, yeah. you don't want any point in a game. You don't want to ever be more tired in a game in the fall or or more <laughs> sore in a game in the fall than you have been in the past. Like, if you can say on day 19 of training camp, um, both shoulders were hurting. Like, my ankle was rolled, but I still went out and I executed when we called this play. I, I, I can remember, like, in week 13 of a season when you're playing, you know, with a, for a chance to go to an ACC championship, you're playing in an ACC championship, you're banged up, you're tired, um, you know, like, all this stuff is wrong. You're just like, wait a minute. 
I did this in August when it was 120 degrees, to, well, also yeah. 120 degrees. Like, then it's easy. Like, then you're able to just have fun. And when the season is the first time you're put in that position, mm-hmm. it's a coin flip. Like, you yeah. don't know, you know? And so, yeah, I'm, I'm all for make camp harder. I will. He, he makes I will. Like, <laughs> no, no, I, I agree with, I agree with, like, with those. The logic those is points. there. Yeah, I can't, I can't very, take that from very, Like, it is, like, that's the time, that's the time to work. Like, you kind of, that's the cornerstone of your season. You, like, lay the foundation and set the tone for yourselves. Like, I'm all for, like, getting after it. And I'm all for, you know, even inside. All right? Yeah. Even inside. Okay? It just, like, the two the two days, the diminishing returns, like, I don't, I think, I, I was, I don't mind at all, like, the, like, if the second practice is, like, you're walking through, like, mental reps is a real thing, right? Mm-hmm. You do it 10,000 times, make it become muscle memory. And that's the time to do it. You know, you don't have class yet or anything. Like, I'm a thousand percent on board the maybe not t- the whole hardo train you know because you got to like actually make it to the season but <laughs> i do lo- I, I i love the spirit and i'm all for like getting after i'm gonna it. give you guys both some cover here yeah it's up to the staff to make both of those things possible true yeah that's where if, if you've got a staff that knows what they're doing then two a days are at a place to where you're getting that mental edge but you're not getting you know put on the shelf and and put in the ice tub for two weeks because of it mm. right and that's where that's why all these coaches get paid millions of dollars because yeah. they're supposed to be able to pull this kind of stuff off. Yeah. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Question for Shaq. Uh, it's from T. Slagle. Again, Slagle's another one of those as a, a bearish in the woods type uh, loyal listeners, and we appreciate him. Shaq, how hard is it to develop a pass rush on a defense that has struggled with it so much the past couple of seasons? I think what he's asking is fix the defense and then go tell them how to fix it because that's apparently that's. <laughs> <laughs> but I get his question. I think the spirit of it is valid. Yeah, I, I think there's a reason that, you know, a, a great pure pass rusher goes so high in the NFL draft. Like mm-hmm. those people are hard to come by. When there's a guy that's six seven with arms the length of a of a sedan who's at like left tackle and you have to like try to pass rush him, there's only so many people in the world that can do that. And that's why those guys get paid a lot of money to do it. So there's two ways to get after a passer. I think it's it's with a player like that and hopefully we've been able to develop some of those. But then it's also with pressures. And so I think that that's the way that you can manufacture some pressure on the quarterback is by I don't know, really getting a feel for blocking the, the blocking schemes you're going against and like mm-hmm. pressuring and having some option pressures where, hey, um, if, if they do this, then we do that. If they do that, then we do this. And so I'm sure they're in the staff meeting room trying to draw mm-hmm. plays like how do we get pressure on the quarterback because I don't care what, what DB is over there, like you can't cover somebody. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like they're trying to draw that up. And I really think there's two ways. It's, it's with somebody who's a pure pass rusher who you've developed to that point 
or with uh, those pressures, and I'm sure both are happening right now, and me being the eternal optimist I am, I expect to see four sacks in week one. Yeah, like, I, I heels, think by we'll heels by 40. Heels by 40. Yeah, heels by 40. Yeah, 38 so, and some, trademark. Though. Somebody actually said that earlier. That should be a shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hashtag heels by 40. Somebody said that on Twitter earlier when they found out you were co-hosting yes. the show. Yeah. Heels by 40. So, all right, let me, let me take that a little bit of a step further. Um, I think you know, Jason Staples is one of our analysts for Inside Carolina, and he has said he felt like maybe some of what UNC was struggling with last year was the fact that practice did not have the edge that maybe they needed. And, you know, physicality kind of works in there, but there's also a mental standpoint there. What do y'all say to that? Landon, I'll ask you first. I mean, I think your point a second ago is is valid. Like, you don't want your guys beat up during the week Mm -hmm. and expecting to play a game on Saturday. But also, I think there's a split difference with how can you keep guys sharp and expect them to be violent on Saturday when they're kind of leashed for lack of a better term during the week. Yeah. I mean it's a it's a fine line and there may maybe even there maybe even a sliding scale of like um I'll use professionalism for the lack of a better way to put it, but like guys who like know like when it is like when the mm-hmm. they have like less time, like you can dial back when a guy's like, Oh, it's time to go, it's time to go versus like I I'm good. Um some guys just need to like always be Cracked up. <laughs> you look at me. I love that he literally pointed at you when he said that. Um, yeah, some guys always got to be cranked up. Uh, and uh, as far as like practice goes, like I, we're not there. You know, um, I didn't get a chance to get to main practices myself. So like, I don't know. It's like I always like to be cautious speaking on practice because I don't know what they're sure they're uh, they're doing. And I, I got I've got enough faith in in our staff and everything that and just like the caliber that we're playing at, that mm-hmm. it's, it's there. Um, so I don't know if you have any. Jack, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I think I'll also say, Lane, like we're not there, right? So we can't talk about it. But I, I did see and hear and have seen it over and over again, like people saying, and I think we've heard it out of the staff. Maybe I don't want to put words in their mouth. But I feel like I've heard from a lot of different angles that like practice just needed to take a step forward. And I, mm. I think that what's really interesting is like you do want to take care of your guys in practice. And I was going to say one of the biggest differences I noticed when I left college and, and went to Houston is the speed people can practice at and still not have anyone on the ground. Like it felt like in college yeah, you had yeah. to choose between practicing full speed or there was an keeping guys off the ground. Yeah, yeah. And it, like if you wanted to go full speed, fine, we got to put on knee pads, we're tackling today. Yeah. You go to the NFL and the guys will be in shorts, t-shirts, flying around. Full speed, 100 mile an hour practices and nobody's on the ground, oh, yeah. nobody's hurting anybody. And so um, maybe like bringing in more NFL backgrounds will help us find a way to that because it's, it's really weird. Like. People in college are athletic enough to stay up off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think you're ever I, forced to at the college level because right. I don't know. And maybe that's an interesting point. Like I think that part of it is like when you're dealing with colleges, like you got a bunch of like 17, 18 year olds right. coming in. They don't even have like in the NFL. The NFL they had like the benefit of like guys been playing for four years, and on top of that, the most athletic guys are the ones that like came through. And there's a paycheck you know? attached. Yeah, so like there's, there's a lot of, in the paycheck it was attached, which is what I was going to get to, too, is like, you know, maybe like with more like opportunities for players, they like kind of kickstart that acceleration, but mm. guys will stay up more. Because that, that really is like, that's part of why, that's like part of why it's such a fine line yeah. collegially, because yeah, yeah. like, it, like Shaq said, it's either like when it's on, it's like on, and it is like dangerous. Yeah. When it's when it's off, it's off. Whereas in the NFL, it's like it's like actually, I haven't thought about it too much before, but you're right. It's like something you have to adjust to, because if you're acting recklessly, like you're gonna hear about it. It's like, hey, like 
learn how to go hard without going down. Don't ruin our investments. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You are an investment. Including Their guy yourself, next year is an investment. Yeah. yeah. But guys get cut in the NFL for getting too close to a quarterback. <laughs> for not knowing how to practice. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you breathe on them, you're gone. <laughs> yeah. You, you can be replaced by a guy that is less talented but will not injure our $8 million you yeah. know, a game player. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. L- I love that. Uh, another question. This is really fun. I like this. This is from Paul H. Not sure about Paul H.'s credentials, but I love his question. Landon and Shaq, most challenging player you ever played against. <laughs> All right. Present company excluded. All right. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to not allow you guys to, to duck out on this and yeah. answer the other guys sitting next to you. But uh, Landon, I'll go to you first. Toughest player you ever played against? Aaron Donald. I mean. We asked him. Uh, <laughs> we asked we, Real talk. We asked him this when he was on the show uh, the beginning of football season. And it was like, we couldn't even get the question out when I was like 99. I'm like, like, just, it was a freak. Yeah. It was so annoying. <laughs> like, That's annoying as a three hundred pound. So frustrating. Like, you know what's the funniest thing about it? Like, I mean, yeah, he's like, he's definitely gotten like bigger, like more ripped in his like professional mm-hmm. career. Sure, but like even like in college, you know, it's like just just some dudes like, who is it? Like, who is this guy? And you like pull up to the game, and you know, I've never like met him or talked to him, so like I don't care. You can get mad, whatever. He's like six one. He looks like he's like six one yeah. or six two. The most unassuming. Yeah. I'm like, wait, this is their this is their three. Tip. This is the guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is the guy. And then he was so fast. <laughs> and and I was like, oh, and I was watching. I mean, I was watching film. And I was like, okay, I I, 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 got I it. see it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm playing it. I realized like, okay, you know, I was a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm 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 more than capable enough. Conditioning was always peak. It was important to me. Not necessarily the quickest, and I'll own that. All right. But I knew how to play with that. And I would try to funnel mm-hmm. people like into like my reach, and I tried to do that with him. And one, he got around, he danced around me a couple of times. <laughs> I, I will, I will, for the first time, admit that in Jack's presence a little bit. Thank you. Um, but when I did kind of get that going, all of a sudden, he's like going tit for tat with me strength wise and I was like how dare he <laughs> how <laughs> dare he this is unfair <laughs> sir how dare Aaron Donald go <laughs> tit for tat and strength with me like, sir he? <laughs> he was so strong it was unbelievable it's like, it was like Pennsylvania's <laughs> finest <laughs> he was he was like impossible to double team it gets to the point where it's like we kind of just if I like in you know maybe John Heck can can Set set the story straight, but I was just kind of point. like I'm kind of just gonna let the let the linebacker be there. Like we gotta, we gotta. I'm just gonna we're, stay here. We're right? handing him off. I'm just gonna stay. Yeah. I'm just gonna stay in this double the team. Level. I'm just gonna stay in this double team because uh, like we got a better shot with that guy, right? Than letting <laughs> with the head of steam, I got a better shot with yeah. him. Oh, I mean, wow. it's like it, like professional college wise. Aaron Donald, like hands down. Yeah, you know? I mean, like honorable mentions for sure. Cam Jordan, I think is one of like. Best yeah. defensive ends. Speaking ever. of practice, I mean that yeah. you, you saw that dude every day in practice, and he knew how to yeah. practice and was still an all pro. Oh yeah, I know because I was practice squad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, Sorry, it was, I, I didn't I mean was, to get that close to this. It was, no, it was great. Like, it was a great experience. But you know, he was he literally. That was like the only reason I'm bringing it up is I'm remembering how it, I was like similarly annoyed because <laughs> this guy was so fast and just as strong and then on top of that as big as I was and I was like alright man and like, also it's like 12 years into his career yeah. like yeah. just you know, oh, play forever like as if he like he ran like a rookie was yeah like, yeah it's like you gotta give us something give us some <laughs> weakness so. where, where is the edge please yeah um, alright Shaq your turn man yeah. and you can't say Aaron Donald he's for sure <laughs> that would have been weird too by the yeah. way since he's a defensive player <laughs> <Yeah>. definitely <laughs> I took the field with a lot of great guys that like I'd, I'd put up in this 
this category, but there's only one that I was like one-on-one -on -one with all day that I, I look back on as self nightmares about, and it was Tariq Cohen at A&T senior <laughs> really? year. Really? Yeah, Tariq yeah. Cohen. Because I mean, the NFL found him, didn't they? Yes. I mean, sure just did. a little water bug. And, and what was scary about him is he was everything that I'm terrified of on a football field. Like I, <laughs> I told the Ryan Switzer story. I have never been nervous about getting run over. Like, that's right. fine. Like, run into me. Right. I, I welcome that. What's scary is when you're op in open field and the guy just makes you look stupid. Like you take two steps this way and he's running that way. Oh, you don't want to have you don't want to be the guy whose laundry is just in the middle of <laughs> midfield on the hash. Exactly. Yeah, I got you. And so that game, um, A and T, I think was the first team that year who figured out and really had us dialed up mm -hmm. as far as like our coverage and how we were covering things. So we were going and playing everything one way out of a specific mm -hmm. formation, and they got it figured out. And so about halfway through the second quarter, I look at Jeff and I'm like. I'm like, dude, I think they know. I think, <laughs> I, think, I think they know that if they put, you know, these receivers over here, this receiver over here, and they set cool one over, over right here. And it's, like, it's a very specific formation. But I think I, go, I think they know if they I've do that. I've been found out, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> if they, know, they know that if they do that, it's me and him one-on-one. -on -one. And that's a matchup he wins 12 times out of 10. <laughs> and so they do I love like, self-aware of that, by the way. That's oh, yeah. We're, they do it like we're three. We're Right. <laughs> oh, no. This, you'll see the self-aware came in on that day and I remember I came to the sideline we're talking to the coaches and we're, they're like what are you guys seeing out there and we're you know we're still playing well we're winning the game they go what are you guys seeing out there and I'm like we're, we're gonna win this football game like I'm not worried about that at all but but if you want to turn on the film tomorrow and see Tariq go and go for 600 yards <laughs> we'll keep doing what we're doing and so we actually installed a new coverage on the sideline that game like, we installed a new this coverage is, on the sideline that game this is the real life equivalent of Rev Looking, looking at this. I can't make that pitch, coach. That's me. That's me. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard a real life story like that. But I love again. Yeah. I love the self awareness, but I also love the fact that you recognize like, all right, this is my weakness, and they have totally dialed in. Like that's the one thing going to the game. I was like, as long as I don't figure this out, I'm good. I'm good. And it happened, I guess. What bad. point in the game was that? About middle of second quarter. Yeah. <laughs> middle of second you quarter. You get to the break to be able to chance to adjust. No, no. We have to do this right now. <laughs> this has to happen right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Um, by the way, guys are, guys are absolutely just... Uh, I got I got laughing tears flowing in the chat now from you guys for sharing these. Love this. This is going to make for... Uh, it's going to make for probably a good podcast later. We'll try to put this out. Thank you all for being vulnerable and sharing that. That's, that's good stuff. That's the type of things that I love questions like that because, one, you guys are willing to answer... Guys, like, um, I was at that A&T game. They were scoring for sure in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, they, they, they remember your story vividly, Shane. All right, let's take a break. We'll catch our breath and come back to the last segment. Appreciate Shaquille Rashad, Landon Turner being here. I'm Joey Powell, Inside Carolina Live on 97.9 The Hill, WCHL. Yo, this is Denor Cersei, Carolina alum, and you're listening to Inside Carolina Live. Let's go, baby. A uh, hey, shout out to Paul H. I'll, uh, I'll I'll let him know in the chat. But Paul H. is our winner uh, of the Johnny T-shirt best question because okay, I think I, I think we we all agree that was a it was good to get in the wayback machine there and tell some stories. At least I enjoyed hearing you guys because I think it was it was quite funny to also hear Sha hear Shaq t re recanting stories of how he was completely and utterly. Mentally humiliated um, at well, the hands of yeah, Trey Cohen. Also, uh, honorable mention to Rob Whitley for saying that he was at that A&T game and backing up Shaq and his thing of like, yeah, no, this <laughs> this is not working. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that uh, you enjoyed that as well. <laughs> Got my um, steps in that day. <laughs> <laughs> I hit my stem goal for sure. So uh, we want to want to say big shout out to Paul for the question. Um, shout out to Johnny T-shirt for sponsoring. And hey, maybe maybe Johnny T-shirt can can come up with a, a Landon Turner. How dare you, sir? T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you put a 99 on the back of it. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. dare you, sir? That's, yeah. uh, look, we said, we said this during the break. AJ made a point about it. I mean, if you're, if, if, if your worst memory begins with a guy that is a multi-time All-Pro and is probably the best three to ever play the position, I don't think you did that bad, sir. It helps. <laughs> it helps. Yeah. It's it's one of those where you can kind of you can soothe your 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 pain with the recognition that that dude, dude's going to be in a very very medium fitting uh, yellow jacket very soon. Um, boys, we got a couple more minutes before we get out of here today. I do want to make sure we mention uh, the baseball team is. After after dropping the game last night to Duke, mm-hmm. um, they are trying to go for for the series win today. Uh, game starts at two. We'll be right here on these airwaves. Uh, Ninety. Uh, it'll be on at two o'clock on ninety seven nine The Hill. You can hear it here. And if you're in town, I know the game's sold out, but uh, there's lacrosse going on today. There's a baseball game. They're wrapping up spring practice now. Nice little Saturday if you want one. You know, mm-hmm. I know I know I know some of us are waiting for for new golf clubs and can't actually get out and enjoy it. But, um, you know, there, there are things to be done out here. Boys, um, before we get out of here, uh, I, I want to ask, I think the something gets overlooked a lot of times. You guys have kind of done a good job of giving us that peek into the locker room and peek into the mindset during, um, during spring practice. How real is competition between an offense and a defense, especially if you go in mm. knowing one is better than the other? Shaq, I'll let you answer first since right now, Everybody feels like the UNC offense is is going to be the, the bell cow yep. because of who's taking snaps, right? So I want to ask you, how real is it? And you can go back to y'all's stories if you need to, but yeah. but how real is it when one side knows the other side is better? And what does that look like? And I, I see I see Landon is posturing quite heavily, so yeah. what does he's, that he's, look way, like? he's waiting on an answer. <laughs> yeah, I, think. I, I think that it's it's really interesting. I don't know any place that I could point to and say it's just like that because anytime you walk out to that practice field you don't really see the offense that much when you get there. Like, your one offense and your one defense, where one defense is usually going against two offense, mm-hmm. two offense, or one offense going against two defense. And so it almost feels like you're two different teams for a lot of spring, a lot of camp. But anytime you take the field, like, all the competition is gone. And so mm-hmm. I say that to say, on the field, you couldn't be closer. Like, Landon told the story about being in the locker room, like, hey, you guys got us. And I can tell you all we were thinking that game because we played poorly in the first half. Um, all we were thinking that game was get the ball back to the offense. We knew they were going to score. Like, we, we knew they were going to score. Knew we just had to get the ball back to them. But in spring practice, shoot, in practice in the fall, like, they might as well be another team. Like, <laughs> you're going against each other and you've got the same matchup. Mm-hmm. It's a guy you know, but you've got the same matchup Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or, or whatever, yeah. like, whatever days you're practicing for months and months and months and so you start to get chippy like he may get the best of you at the first practice you get him at the second third and fourth he gets you fifth six seven so it starts to get really really competitive you start to get really mad and both of you were trying to win a starting job trying to go do something special in the fall and i think that's why you see some of the the scraps we'll call them and practice right. stuff but it's not personal right it's not mm-hmm. a scrap where these guys don't talk to each other for weeks afterwards it's one where they're at dinner together later on and oh, so yeah. it's yep. super super competitive in practice um, but the second you walk off the field, it's you, yeah. your, your brother's all over. One minute for rebuttal, Mister Turner. Well, just yeah, there's, <laughs> I don't have a, I, don't, I don't have any rebuttal really. I do I do agree. The only thing I would add to it is like I think to Shaq's point, yeah, like you're you're focused on your own stuff so much, you know, and like most of the practices you're separated, like working on mm-hmm. drills, and when you come to I think like the spring game can get a little because there's no like there is no opponent other than like the defense or right. the offense depending right. on where you're at uh i think you feel i think the, there's a peak of competition in training camp and that like 
that nebulous where before it like shifts to the first opponent, right? And you're still like establishing like the team, so to speak. There's a decent amount of competition because that's that's what's in front of you. Yeah. Um. So no no rebuttal. I just wanted to expand on that. I think I, I think that works. Um. Well, guys, I, I want to say I hope you've enjoyed your time today. Um. Yeah. We will see if uh. We'll see if you know if to, if we decide to let Tommy come back. We will discuss that amongst the management and decide whether you guys are going to be taking the spots or I don't know. Maybe Landon takes my spot and Shaq takes Tommy's. Who knows? Um, but either way, I'm I'm thankful for you guys for making time and for for your willingness to uh, to open up with us. Our our listening audience has loved just based on the feedback we've gotten so far. Um, but as we've talked about earlier today, we talked about basketball. If you're paying attention to the transfer portal. Uh, guys coming, guys going. There will be more guys coming soon, so pay attention to that. We'll have that for you on Inside Carolina. Make sure you're subscribed. If you want to be that premium subscriber, you can get an entire month for just a dollar right now, I think. Um, it's not going to get any cheaper than that, and if you want it less than a dollar, then, man, you're cheap. Um, but uh, <laughs> make sure you subscribe. Get that premium subscription. You'll get all the news when it comes out. We'll cover it with all our podcasts. I want to plug uh, my guys, Sheryl McMillan and Sean Moran, will join me tomorrow night on the Coast to Coast. If you're not subscribed, go ahead and do that. And, uh, make sure you get that podcast in your feed. But we'll drop that tomorrow night and have all the, the basketball news you can stand. Then, as Tommy said earlier, they'll have all kinds of reports and comments from the players and the coaching staff today after the open spring practice. But for AJ, run the board, thank you. Shaq filling in admirably, thank you, sir. Landon Turner rolling up in here on one wheel and doing a bang-up job. I'm one Joey Powell. And a half. This has been Inside Carolina Live on 97.9 The Hill, WCHL. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.